Hi, everybody. It's Jay Keith. The brand new episode of Go Fact Yourself is coming right up. But first, we wanted to share some exciting news. We're recording two shows in my sweet hometown, Chicago, on August 9th and 10th at Sleeping Village. You can go to gofactorpod.com for schedule and tickets. I can tell you already, though, the doors open at 8, the show's at 9, and we're going to have some very special guests. We'd love to see you there, so please come check us out. You can go to gofactorpod.com for tickets. Thanks, and enjoy this week's show. know-it-all do you annoy your family by shouting the responses while watching jeopardy do you drive people crazy when you start a sentence with well actually well guess what you can go fact yourself hi everyone welcome to go fact yourself the show where we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb and then smart again I'm Cristela Alonzo, and now from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles, here's our moderator, Jay Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, everybody. What a crowd. Thank you, Cristela. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Very well. Now, Cristela, I couldn't help but notice that you are not my usual co-host. Uh, no. N- no. I, no. No. <laughs> I am not. I am not uh, Helen Hong, but I would like to fill her shoes. Yes. Well, you're doing so very well and very kindly tonight. Uh, Hel- Helen had what we call in the uh, business of show uh, a gig. She had yes. a gig that uh, went late tonight, and so she was not able to make the show. I know she's very sorry that she can't be here, but uh, what a substitute co-host that yes, we have for you tonight, Cristela Alonso. I love it. <laughs> I like I like that you say gig like nobody else would understand it. You know yes. what I mean? It's something. It's inside baseball, you yeah. guys. It's a job. I'm sorry. Should I say that slower? <laughs> gig. All right. Now you get it. Uh, Christella, you now there are people who have been on the show as experts who've come back as guests. You, I believe, are the first and probably the only person who was a guest and is now a co-host. You know, I think you're right. And actually, fun fact, that was the same thing that happened on The View. I was a guest on The View, and I ended up being a co-host in 2014. Oh, how about that? How about so that? this is your MO. How about that? Well yes, done. that is my MO. Yes, That's good job. Uh, well, if people want to listen to the episode that Cristela was on, it's an excellent one. It's episode four uh, of our show. Uh, now, Cristela, at the time when you were, were a guest on the show, you were in the process of writing a book. Uh, mm-hmm. Where are you now with that book? I just finished the book last Friday. How about that? It is so exciting to be done with it in a good way. Like, yeah. look, I knew my life, but man, writing it down, that was hard. Yeah. Uh, what is your book called and when is it out? The, mu- uh, the book is called Music to My Years, mm-hmm. and it comes out October 8th. It is a mixtape memoir. So basically, it's a playlist I made as a book with my favorite songs and stories from my life about why those songs are my favorite songs. Oh, excellent. Well, we'll certainly look forward to that. We're certainly yes. happy to have Miss Cristela Alonzo. Woo! as our co-host tonight. Thank you again for being here. Today on Go Fact Yourself, two guests will compete to answer questions about facts they know, facts they might not know, and frankly, facts they should know. Plus, we'll meet actual experts on two very different topics. And finally, we'll declare one of our guests the winner of today's show. Let's get started and meet today's guest, Cristela, who is up first. She is an actor, voice artist, and improviser who co-hosts the podcast Off Book, the Improvised Musical Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jessica McKenna. Jessica McKenna. Hi, Jessica. Have a seat right there. 
Hello. Hello, Jessica. Welcome. Thank you. Off Book, the improvised musical podcast. First of all, a great title that explains exactly, exactly what, what the show is. is. Yeah. Well done. I, I really should have considered that for this show. Uh, <laughs> it is so awesome. And for those who don't know, uh, you actually improvise an entire full-length musical on each episode. That's right, yeah. Um, my partner, Zach Reno, and I, along with uh, Scott Passarella on the keys, and now our producer plays the drums, and now our engineer plays the guitar. We really just like started building it out. We're like, oh, are we a family band? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have a van or a bus? Well, we gotta get one. Gotta get one. And, uh, and then we have a guest who may or may not be comfortable with that. Improvising a musical, not being in a van. Do they know that they're <laughs> yeah. doing that when they sign on to do they the show? They should, although we have had some people who are like, wait, what? And we're yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's yeah, going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. We got you. Wait, yeah. they said yes and they, I, they didn't know? You know, some people don't read emails. I was complimenting you on your great email. <laughs> Thank you. They're like, oh, I thought like you'd talk to me for 10 minutes about music and the idea of it, and then you'd do something. I don't know. And you're like, okay, we're going to, for 45 minutes, improvise a musical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Who are some of the guest stars that you've had on the show? Uh, we've had past guests of this show, Paul Shear. Sure. From Broadway, we've had Roy O'Malley, who um, uh, was one of the King Georges and nominated for a Tony for his performance in um, Book of Mormon. Wow. So, like, you know, a comedian who's like, what? And yeah. then, like, a Broadway. So that's the gamut you're running. Yeah. From Paul Shear to Roy O'Malley. Yeah. I'm sure Paul would be very happy to hear that. I think he'd be very that. happy yeah. with that, yeah. yeah. Now, uh, you improvise not only the songs themselves, but the titles of the songs, the titles of the shows. Uh, what are some of the favorite titles that you've had? An episode we recorded today had um, a song called Here Comes the Bride. Well, this is the chorus. I don't think we titled it. Here Comes the Bride. It's three kids as a bride. We are three kids in a dress hiding inside. <laughs> That sounds like a yeah. power ballad Sutton yeah. Foster would yeah. love to sing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sutton, call us. And you're saying nobody could actually write these yeah. lyrics in advance. They could only no, come from the wild. mind. No, they're too wild. Yeah, they're too wild. When people are like, did you really make that up? We're like, why would we write that? <laughs> now, you've also written an album uh, yes, with, with, you. your co with your co-host. Tell us about that. Were those taken? Were those songs inspired at all by the uh, off book? Uh, well, we started uh, like writing one-off songs together. And so half of the album, the calendar album it like roughly takes you through a year very roughly but there were half of the album were songs that we had just like from working together for years and then the other half we wrote and Zach composed all the music and produced it you can listen to it wherever albums are yeah um, it was it was nice for us it was more like a it was more like a nice like oh we have made made a lot of music together and um, here's some proof. And here's yeah. some proof. <laughs> uh, now, uh, in the intro, uh, Christella mentioned that you're a voice artist. Uh, you, your specialty, I've read, is is a certain kind of child. Uh, tell us about the kids. Ooh, yeah, to do. small boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the, the, uh, bullies. The, the, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, scrappy, scrappy was the word I read. Yep, yes, scrappy. Yes. Uh, thanks to the world of podcasts, mm -hmm. um, I, my first character that I ever did on Comedy Bang Bang was an, a seven-year-old rascal <laughs> named Beth who won't get out of her power wheels and just like. That's basically it. That's the whole premise of yeah. a of a three-dimensional character <laughs> who's been brought back several times. Um, and, and it's been your tickets to Hollywood. But truly, like it's led to like three or four voiceover games. We're like, oh, can you do that like bully girl from Comedy Bang Bang, yeah. basically? Uh, which is great for me. Um, yeah. yeah. So scrappy children. Uh, well, speaking of uh, speaking of scrappy kids, I wanted to ask you this on on, on your uh, Twitter profile. Uh, your description is if you freaky Friday'd with a ten-year-old boy you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> how, does that, how does that show up in your life? You know, 10 is like, what if I like didn't always do what my mom said? <laughs> 
And that's where you are developmentally? That's where, that's where I'm at. I'm like, <laughs> right. my mom wanted me to text her when I got safely home from Coachella. What if I didn't? Yeah. And, and I did. did. No, she I did. did. Okay. I did. I did. The very good girl, yes. Miss Jessica McKenna. <laughs> Christella, against whom will Jessica be competing tonight? He is an award-winning actor who was in the original cast of Rent and currently stars on Star Trek Discovery. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Anthony Rapp! Anthony Rapp! How are you, sir? Anthony, welcome. Have a seat right there. Hello. It's as if people know you. <laughs> sure. Hello, competitor. Hello. Oh. Oh. Ooh, icy. Oh. It just got very icy. Uh, Anthony, of course, we could talk to you about Rent. We could talk to you about Star Trek. We could talk to you about Adventures in Babysitting. But uh, this is my show, and I want to talk to you about what would be one of my topics if I were a guest on the show, which is the musical Next to Normal. Okay. Uh, because, uh, thank you. Th <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because you were in an early workshop uh, of that, which yes. was called Feeling Electric. Yes. So, and then you also recently revisited the show. Uh, so t tell, us, tell them everything, and then I'll get to ask my nerdy questions. Um, does any, do people in the audience know Next to Normal? It's a, yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's I mean, a, the Pulitzer yeah. and Tony winning show? Yes. That uh, premiered in 2011? I did a, a workshop in the New York Musical Theater Festival, NIMF, um, in <laughs> New York in 2005. Um, I had just finished the filming of the Rent movie, mm -hmm. and uh, I knew Tom Kitt, the, the composer, um, and the writer Brian Yorkey from other things I've done with them, and they asked me to just, you know, step in. And I understand that you connected with it so much so that uh, even when you weren't involved in performing it anymore, you still were working with a director? Yeah, and when it was off-Broadway, I assisted Michael Greif, who was our original Rent director, mm. um, when he did the show at Second Stage. And uh, what did you learn assisting someone like Michael Greif? That he's a genius. Well, I already knew that he was a genius, yeah. but, like, there was one day I had, I had an audition, so I had to leave the room for a couple hours and come back, and he had fully staged the, one of the big numbers that you don't know I am the one, you know, sure. the big fight between Diana and Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. But it was like... You mean the one they performed yes. on the Tonys that yes, year? Yes, yes. <laughs> but like, you know, so that, that, like, on the page is just them talking, and he, he built it all around the dinner with the plates and the knives, and the, mm -hmm. like, he, he created this whole life around it that was nowhere mm -hmm. indicated on the page. Wow. And it, was, and it was perfect for it. And that was done in like an hour, two hours. So, That's great. Yeah. Uh, you got to work with uh, the creative team again uh, in another Broadway show called If Then. Yes. Uh, yes. What was... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. That was another Thank role you. that you got to originate uh, on Broadway. Yes. What was it like to reconvene with those and to originate another role? Well, I got to reconvene also with Adina Menzel, who was uh, sure. in the original cast event with me, and then we did the movie together. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, in the meantime, we were in previews. When she sang uh, Let It Go on the Academy Awards, right. that was when John Travolta famously introduced her as Adele Dezine. Right. <laughs> And we came in the next day, and, and David Stone, our producer, was like, I think the best thing that ever happened to us just happened, because it was like headline news on every sure. network. And, and Adina did tell me that when she went backstage, John Travolta did not acknowledge it in any oh. way. He, he literally said, he was like, great job. So they, they didn't change the marquee to say Adele Dazeem? There, there were people who did Photoshop it. Okay, and then, that's, yeah, yes. <laughs> that's great. That's <laughs> great. Now, uh, your Broadway career started long before that, though. Tell us about your Broadway debut, how old you were. Oh, my Broadway debut, I was 10 years old. Do you know the book, The Little Prince, the really wonderful sure. French yeah. book? Yeah. Um, so I played The Little Prince, but we, we previewed for two weeks and we never opened. Wow. 
It all, it's okay, folks. I know. Yeah, it all worked you out. Got, he's he's, he's done fine. Out. Yeah, you're not <laughs> back. Huh? Yeah. But he it was, was 10. <laughs> but I was sad. I, was, I remember walking down the street after we found out that news. I was like, Mom, I want to go get drunk. I never did. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't drink a 10. 10-year-old boy, see? Yeah, yeah. see, he gets yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a different kind of a boy that you would have freaky yeah. Friday with. Yeah. I barely drink a 47-year-old. Uh, yeah. But right after that, you went on tour with uh, an iconic performer. Yul Brenner, yes. Now, I've heard you tell the story before. If you, if, I, if you wouldn't mind my pimping you, tell us about what happened on stage that time with Yul sure. Brenner. So at the end of the show, it's a very dramatic scene. Spoiler alert, the king dies at the end of the play. But it's a, oh. he's on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. So it's this very dramatic scene. I played the school teacher's son, the I, the king and I, she's the I. Mm -hmm. I played her son. They had a very contentious relationship, so they had a falling out, but she does come back to say goodbye to him. But it's this tense, dramatic scene, and at one point in that tense, dramatic scene, a boat whistle blows, and I had to run to the back of the stage, up these stairs, and we were playing 3,000-seat theaters, and I didn't have a microphone, and I would have to go, Mother, it's the boat! (laughs) And one night in Nashville, Tennessee, in front of 3,000 people, the boat whistle blows. I run to the back of the stage. I go, Mother, it's the boat. And Yul Brenner goes, Louder. <laughs> and what, and did you say it again? I went, Mother, it's the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's one thing to get a- it's one thing to get notes from a fellow actor after the show, but during the show, I really think oh boy. is the baller move. Yeah. It's it's a cool story. It's a great story. <laughs> uh, and the, you are in this incredible new Star Trek show called Star Trek Discovery. Uh, and I was a little surprised to read that you were playing the first openly gay character in any Star Trek series. Indeed, that's yes, right. Indeed. Uh, what, what does that mean to you as an openly gay person yourself? I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's beyond uh, too long. It took too long for, for mm-hmm. that particular franchise to have that happen. That community has been a part of the Trek community forever. Absolutely. And they are, and, and also plenty of straight allies who, are, who are, mm-hmm. have been wanting this too. Thankfully, we're living in a different era. Finally, these things that Star Trek has always tried to push the envelope, but now it's sort of like a prerequisite. We were talking backstage, like, yeah, if you're if you're a white guy, sorry, you know, it's a little harder for you right now, but guess what? It's been a lot harder for a lot of other people for a long time, so, you know. Ooh. I have nothing more to add on this topic. I do. I'm brown. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for being here, Anthony Rapp, ladies and thank gentlemen. You, thank you. All right, Anthony and Jessica, we ask each of you to provide us with a few topics outside your field of work in which you feel you have some expertise. Jessica, you said you know a lot about American presidents. I hope. The musical Hamilton. Sure. And Christmas and Christmas movies. Yeah. (laughs) Whereas, Anthony, you said you know a lot about the Coen Brothers movies, Mm -hmm. the Chicago Cubs from the early 2000s to the present, Mm -hmm. and the Mass Effect video games. Mm -hmm. All right. Very eclectic mix. We're going to ask each of you some in-depth trivia questions about one of those topics later on. But first, we're going to get your thoughts on something you might know nothing about. It is time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm excited as well. I love games. I love 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 rules. I love rules. Yeah. We've got all of that. We've got games and rules. You guys, stop fighting rules. They make us feel safe. Yeah. (laughs) Louder. (laughs) It is time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. We'll have one question for each of you, each worth up to two points. If either of you gives an incorrect answer, the other person has a chance to steal. Your topic today, pay me back. First up and pay me back, Jessica. Jessica, they both are words that mean you have to pay someone back. But what is the difference between loan and lend? Loan 
and Len. Okay, a loan is, uh, you gotta pay that back, and I'm gonna collect interest on it. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I'm gonna hold something. Uh, I need some sort of, you know, that word, um, collateral. There we go. And then Lend is like, hey man, I'm gonna lend you 20 bucks. Hit me back if you can, or if you can't, or give me a beer, but there's no rules. Mm. Just right. Okay. Did you say no rules, just right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You're, you're talking about Outback Steakhouse? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just making sure I heard correctly. Like, get me back at Outba yeah. Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. Buy me some shrimp. Yeah, all right. So basically you're saying that with a loan, you have to, you have, there's a collateral there's and a, you have to pay interest. That's right. There's a plan put into place for that payment, whether uh -huh. it is holding it, holding something against it or, right. or interest. And lend is just a casual. Casual thing. I sounded like I was having a DTR. <laughs> Determine the relationship. That's a conversation where you have to be like, are we together? Are we exclusive? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So like a first date in an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. We have Jessica's answer. We don't know yet if she is correct. Anthony, if you don't think she's got it exactly right, you can steal. What do you think? So a loan is like, it belongs to the Quicken Corporation. And <laughs> I lend you my ear. So it's like just something that has to do with the body. Okay. <laughs> That certainly is a difference. Uh, it is time to foreclose on this segment. Let's go to Cristela Alonso at the judges table for the facts. Okay, here are the facts. According to the AP style book, loan is always a noun and That's lend is always a verb. Whoa, parts of speech. <laughs> yes. Did not see yes. that coming. Did not see that coming. It's also scrappy. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. For example, I wanted to get a loan from Jay Keith, yeah. but when he discovered that I wanted the money to start a competing game show podcast, he would not lend it to me. Yes. yes. That is a very realistic scenario where I would lend you money. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Cars 3, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, please go on, though, Costella. You can remember this because lend is a verb, yeah. and both lend and verb contain the letter E, while loan is a noun, and both loan and noun contain the letter O. That's oh. a mnemonic device. What? Yeah, mnemonic device. Very good. Very good, Anthony. No points You're there. Welcome. Yeah, both of you are giving Extra me credit. facts. Yeah. Extra point. Yeah. No. Fancy words. D determine. DTR. DTR. Determine the relationship. Yeah. Uh, Christelle, <laughs> I understand there's also, though, a second difference. That's right. Um, let's see. <laughs> 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 Times are a change. <laughs> and style guides are starting to accept loan as a verb. According to the Chicago Manual of Style, loan can also be a verb, but only when referring to money. That is correct. So uh, just to clarify, so you can lend me some money or you could loan me some money, but you can't loan me your ear or loan me a tenor. Uh, and you do ask some... And you do ask someone for a loan and not for a lend. Uh, all right, yes. what does that mean as far as our points go, Christella? This round, we have a tie of zero points. That is yeah. a very That's diplomatic the way, to start. way of putting it. <laughs> That's the way to start. Yes. No points there strong, so far. Strong. Feels, feels correct, though. Yeah. Strong. Yeah. 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 yeah, math is fun. Uh, all right, up next in Pay Me Back, Anthony. Anthony, they both might be in your wallet right now and require you to pay someone back, but what is the difference between a charge card and a credit card? A charge card and a credit card. So it's not just, is it gonna be just etymology again or, or you know, part of speech? Um, I would think that a charge card is, uh, it's not a debit card. Hmm, that's an interesting thing. Because I feel like charge card, charge is like a, it's an anachronistic, it's mm. like, it's an old way to refer to it. You are mm. so smart. Yeah. Your words, when you don't know the answer, are impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. 
Thank you. Imagine if he gets a correct answer tonight. It's going to blow you away. I really don't know. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go with the idea that a charge card is linked to your bank account. So okay. you're charging against some balance that you have, and a credit card is something that you would pay back with interest. Pay back with interest. All, all right, we've got Anthony's answer. We don't know yet if he is correct. Jessica, what do you think? I feel like maybe a charge card, okay, a credit card is only from a bank, and I'm going to say a charge card is one of those things where it's like your target red card, mm -hmm. where it works the same as a credit card, but you get 5% off when you use it at Target, and then if you forget you have it, you're like, wait, that's technically an open credit card, and it'll still come get you. Um, <laughs> but Any personal experience? speaking from it. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't do that to buy my first bike. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> ten-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, ten-year-old boy. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so I think a charge card, but a credit card has to be, like, from uh, a, a more of a banking establishment. All right, more of a banking establishment. Are you sponsored by Outback Steakhouse and Target? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but hit me up. <laughs> But hit us up. Uh, all right, well, this segment is losing interest. Let's go to Cristela Alonso at the judges' table for the facts. Here are the facts. Technically, a charge card is a type of credit card, but the differences are a charge card requires that you pay off your bill in full every month. Ooh. A credit card allows you to carry a balance from month to month, paying interest on that balance. Another more subtle difference is that charge cards have no preset spending limit. The issuer may have a secret number based on your credit risk, but when you get your statement, there is no agreed upon number as the limit like there is on a credit card. That's right. Now, most cards we're familiar with are credit cards. The best known charge card is American, American Express. Express. Yes. Yeah. Although to confuse things, American Express charge cards now offer a pay over time feature, and they also offer straight up credit cards. So yes. nothing means anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We what already knew that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to do a show about facts. Uh, Christella, what does that mean as far as our points go? Well, I'm going to give Anthony half a point yeah. for credit card because you did mention the interest, interest. rate and paying it off. So yeah. you get 0. 0.5. Yeah. Okay. 0.5 for Very Anthony. Good. All right. There you okay. go. <laughs> Climb that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> What is our score at the end of the first round? After the first round, Jessica McKenna has zero points and Anthony Rapp has half a point. That's right, but those scores are bound to change as we move on to questions about topics our guests have chosen for themselves. That's all up ahead when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Jessica McKenna with zero points and Anthony Rapp with half a point. Yes. Once again, here's Jay Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Christella. Thanks, everybody. Jessica McKenna, of your many interests, you told us you know a lot about American presidents, the musical Hamilton, and Christmas and Christmas movies. Let's find out a little bit more about each of those. First, you said you know a lot about American presidents. I'm more than your average bear. Uh, and uh, bears who know nothing about presidents. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
I, I had a great U.S. history teacher in high school, and we had to take this test about the American presidents in order, their years, their party, a fact about them, and you had to take it till you got a perfect score. Oh, wow. And then... Just, you know, more podcast love. Uh, the Washington Post put out a great podcast called Presidential where every episode was a different president, but it was sort of like instead of a, uh, a summary of their time in life, it was more like, hey, let's talk about like Warren G. Harding's love letters or like Grant having a really great memoir. They kind of like zero in on mm -hmm. something. So I feel like I've retained a fair amount of presidential right. knowledge. So now based on, uh, on the test that you took with that great teacher, you could easily rattle off all of the presidents in order, couldn't you? I used to be able to. And then when I listened to President I got it back and I could do it. The floor is yours. Oh gosh. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. We got Washington, Adams, Jefferson, John Qu Quincy, Adams, mm, Kate, and then let's go backwards. See if we can meet in the middle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for our listeners, it, uh, Jessica got them all in order, but it went on so long we had to cut it. But great job, Thank Jessica you. McKenna. That was just impressive. What a treat for everyone. Uh, Jessica, you also said you know a lot about the musical Hamilton. Yeah, I did read uh, the Hamilton biography, mm -hmm. and then I, you know, I saw the musical, I listened to the musical, I read the book about, the, you know, I felt, so I feel like there's good retention there. And what is there. it that about Hamilton the musical that, uh, that appeals to It does to so feel much? like someone put a grab bag of words in a hat of things I loved and pulled them out. They're like, American history, hip-hop musical. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. I love those things. That's uh, quite a hat. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, you said you know a lot about Christmas and Christmas movies. Yeah, I do love Christmas. I get very <laughs> intense about it. I watch, I think on average, about like 21 Christmas movies every yeah, oh, wow. my tops are uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Home Alone, Muppets Christmas Carol, Charlie Brown Christmas, Meet Me in St. Louis is how I kick it off because only the back half is about Christmas, and or like the back like 15 minutes. Also, you gotta see Judy singing, have yourself a little merry, merry little Christmas. Um, I really love Arthur Christmas. That's a great new one. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Arthur Christmas. Uh, it's a great one. Oh, Christmas Vacation. Yeah, Christmas okay. Story. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a lot of them. Yeah. All right. So to summarize, Jessica, you said you know a lot about American Presidents, the musical Hamilton, and Christmas and Christmas movies. Today we're going to quiz you about Hamilton. Feels appropriate. I'm so getting ready to steal. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is dangerous territory. I really feel like, uh, oof, you're really going to get well, me. But be Before we get into it, tell us a little bit about uh, how, how often and where have you seen uh, Hamilton? Uh, I saw it, I've only seen it twice. Um, I saw it in New York. Um, I got almost all the original cat. I didn't get Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, wow. So that, that was uh, sad. And then I saw it out here because... <laughs> Rory O'Malley, sweet, sweet King George, was touring with it and was on uh, Off Book and was like, yeah, come see it. Oh, and so Yeah, it was a, a sweet angel, and <laughs> I got to go on stage. I mean, not during the show. What? Yeah, but... That would have been a perk. Really, for me, I think what cemented it for why I gave it to you is that I also read the biography, which did mm. take me a long time, and I was like, oh, well, I probably, like, I know, like, some of the differences, the truth, and, like, some of the story is a little mm. more cemented because I read about it, and I do really love American history. All right, and now, Christella, uh, by coincidence, you have a connection with Hamilton as well. Yes, I am actually friends with Lin-Manuel. I actually, I have seen Hamilton three times, and I got to see the original cast twice. Not to rub it in, just for facts. <laughs> it's okay. Facts. No, it's okay. No, 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 but um, I actually met him because I was hosting The View, and I tweeted that night that I was going to go see Hamilton, and his mom was a big fan of my TV show, and she went down to the public theater to meet me, 
and that's how we all became friends. And I did, I did like, I did stand up at Gotham, and his parents went to go see me when I did shows and stuff. So you know, but I think he's great. So Christella might be able to steal as well if you yeah. ask me. Slip up. <laughs> uh, Anthony, by the way, do you have a connection in the Broadway world? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw the show more than y'all. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, Lin Manuel saw Rent when he was a teenager, and he talks very openly about how much it inspired him, and so that's really cool. And my friend Miguel Cervantes is playing Hamilton in Chicago and the cool story about him is that he was ready to give up acting mm. we did if then together he was ready to sort of turn and turn in you know his equity card essentially and he got the, that role and it's changed his life and that's an and he's he's so fantastic in the show if you're in yeah. Chicago go see him do it I actually auditioned for Mimi years ago oh my goodness <laughs> that's, like that's amazing that, this is actually this amazing. Is, you guys we're all connected we're all yeah. Connected. yeah. We're all connected. Are, are you asking Anthony for feedback on your audition <laughs> yeah, you here, let me bring up the clip on my okay. phone <laughs> Uh, all right, so we all have, we all have uh, I've seen Hamilton and love it as well. We all have connection to it. So I'm this will be a lot so of fun. nervous. I'm ready to steal. Yeah. You are, so you you are going to steal so hard. And I'm not going to be able to steal your video game ones <laughs> or whatever they pick. Right. Oh, boy. Well, let's see how you do. Oh, uh, I'd love to pretend I don't care about winning. Um. <laughs> Well, just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in Hamilton to test your mastery in the subject with our expert-level question worth up to three points. But before that, to let you show your love, here are five trivia questions about the topic, each worth one point. If you want it, you're allowed a hint for any two of these five questions. Anthony, do listen closely, because if Jessica answers incorrectly, you can steal. And as we've seen already, you know a lot about Hamilton. I'm and aware. by the way, if Anthony gets it wrong, Christella, you can steal. <laughs> so that'll be an interesting uh, twist This is to the exciting. Game. I'm going to win tonight. All, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number one about Hamilton for Jessica McKenna. Jessica, as shown in the musical, Alexander Hamilton was the United States' first secretary of what? Treasury. Christella? Correct. That is correct, of course. <laughs> Treasury or state? Treasury or state? Yeah. Treasury or state? <laughs> yeah. Yes, good. Uh, here's question number two. Finish this lyric from Hamilton about the Federalist Papers. John Jay got sick after writing five. Yep. James Madison wrote 29. Hamilton, Hamilton wrote, wrote the other... Oh, shoot. Oh, fudge. Hamilton wrote the other... 70, no, 85 or 71. Ooh, 71. Chrisella? Incorrect. Incorrect. No. I'm terribly sorry. Anthony with a chance to steal. Uh, I'm going to say 61. Chrisella? Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. Chrisella with a chance to steal. <laughs> Notwithstanding that the answer is on a piece of paper in front of her. Hamilton wrote the, the other, other 51. 51. We knew it was a one. Yeah, a we one. knew it was a one. Yeah. Yeah. No point there, but I'm kind of glad that we got to have that experience that as actually, well. Yeah. That was our, that yeah. was our yeah. question. Yeah. That was a question for us. The yeah. sound of 60 is very close to the sound of 50. Yeah. So, you know, it it's like yeah. not that far off. We yeah. all okay. knew one, though. Yeah. We and all good, knew and it good ended thing on composers one. and lyricists aren't really precise about yeah, their exactly. words, so it's... I'm sure it's fine yeah, if you, yeah. 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 Uh, question number three, let's see if okay. you can bounce back with this one. At what Broadway theater did Hamilton open on August 6, 2015, where it still plays today? Richard Rogers. Christella? Correct. That is correct. That's where if then, if then was the last show to play there before oh, Hamilton right? started. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I saw If Then there, by the way. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, well. Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact, uh, it, of course, is named for the famous Broadway composer who was the first person to achieve an EGOT, but he also got a Pulitzer for South Pacific, so technically Richard Rodgers is a PEGOT. Ah, you can really peacock about being a PEGOT. Indeed. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number four. The musical Hamilton is based on a book about the life of Alexander Hamilton. Who wrote that book, and what is the book's title? Chernow, and the book is called Hamilton. You do have a hint available if you'd like to use it. I'll take the hint. Christelle, how about that first hint? 
As far as the title, the answer is contained in the question. Can I hear the question you again? You can. The musical Hamilton is based on a book about the life of Alexander Hamilton. Who wrote that book and what is the book's title? The Life of Alexander Hamilton. And the author again? Chernow. Christella? Incorrect. Oh, I'm no. terribly sorry. That is incorrect. Anthony with a chance to steal. Uh, I'm going to say the book is called Alexander Hamilton. It's Ronald Chernow. Christella? Yes. Yes, correct. that is correct. <laughs> Ron Chernow wrote the book. It is simply called Alexander Hamilton. Uh. Yes. Okay, let's see if you can bounce back with number five. Hamilton contains many references to hip-hop and to Broadway musicals, and there's also a reference to an off-Broadway musical. In the last line of the song, Say No to This, what off-Broadway musical does it reference? Uh, last five years, nobody needs to know. Christella? Correct. That is correct. I would not have been able to steal that. Are you serious? I would not have been able to steal that. You wouldn't have gotten that one? That's a great show. Are you for real? (laughs) I'm for real. Okay, that's enough for me. That... Because that's deep cut. Yeah. That is a deep cut. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were going to get that. Yeah. Uh, the last five years, of course, a musical written by Jason, Jason Robert, Robert Brown. Brown. Uh, that song, <laughs> the song Say No to This is a song I about... really feel like I need to prove some shit up here. <laughs> <laughs> You've proven plenty. Uh, that, that show, by the way, is also one of my favorite shows. Uh, the song Say No to This is about infidelity, and the last line is Nobody Needs to Know, which is a reference to a song called Nobody Needs to Know, which is also about infidelity. Jessica, you did quite well in that oh, round. Oh, thank you. But now here is your expert-level question that requires multiple answers. It is time for your cluster fact. <laughs> I love when that surprises the guests. <laughs> the question is so high-level, we'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. While Jonathan Groff originated the role of King George in Hamilton on Broadway, many notable actors have filled the role since. In fact, three of the actors who've taken on King George on Broadway had been nominated for Tony Awards for other roles. Name those three actors. Oh, Jessica's laughing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Rory O'Malley. Uh, do I have to see what they're nominated for? No, if you want to show off, you Okay. Can. Well, yeah, he was nominated for his role in Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Reynolds, also nominated for Book of Mormon, and I'm going to say Brian Darcy James, nominated for Being Great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what, but I'm going to say probably him. Okay, uh, Christella is taking note of those answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Christella, who do we have tonight? Here with us tonight is a Tony-nominated actor who's been on Broadway in the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, the Book of Mormon, and Hamilton. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Rory O'Malley. It's Rory O'Malley. The aforementioned sweet angel, Rory O'Malley. (laughs) Can you believe how often I name-checked you? I I can't, and I was like, I'm such a huge fan of of the Off Book podcast, so I have, like, so many better people that you could have referenced other than me, but I'm very glad that it was was me. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had Jamie Dembo on the show today who created the show on Lifetime that Rory is is in, and so we were just talking about you today. Get out. Great movie. Now, Rory, I understand from uh, Jessica's uh, previous uh, discussion that you are a sweet angel. Oh, yes. Yes, I am a sweet angel. I'm from Cleveland. We all know. Oh, is that what it takes? Uh, well, actually, Jessica mentioned this, uh, this TV show that Jamie Denbo created that is called American Princess that you are in. Yes. And uh, that is not quite yet premiered as we record this. Yes, tell it's going to be all summer on Lifetime. It starts June 2nd, uh, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. 9 central on Lifetime, produced by Genji Kohan, who did Orange is the New Black oh, and right. Glow and... Um, it's a big romantic comedy type show that takes place at a renaissance fair and I play the Shakespearean actor at the renaissance fair a a really pretentious actor so I didn't have to do any research whatsoever (laughs) I'm basically King George at the fair that's terrific 
Uh, we kind of were joking before that uh, all Broadway people know each other. So do you and Anthony know each other? Yes. Sure do. Yes. <laughs> how, how do you guys know each other? Well, I don't, when did we first meet? I mean, I'm sure I like like ran up to you and was like, I just love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, he's legend no, and no, amazing awesome. and is wonderful in everything he does. We so did I really was so excited to get to be be here and see you guys. Thank you. We did a cool uh, benefit um, for GMHC. Uh, we, we did uh, The Night Larry Kramer Kissed Me, which was originally a monologue mm. um, by David Drake, and then we each did like pieces of the of the monologue in yeah. the evening. So that was, I think that was the first time we actually kind of worked together. Yeah. yeah. yeah How lovely. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we of course mentioned that you were uh, nominated for Tony. That of course was for Book of Mormon, as Jessica right. got correct Tony for loser. a bonus point. Tony loser. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, what was the Tony Award experience like for you? Oh, it was it was surreal. It it just the whole time I was at the Tony Awards, I was like, well, this can't be the real Tony. <laughs> <laughs> They've let me in, and I was Josh Gad, who I went to college with, and it was one of my best friends. We were both nominated. We both lost together, and we, the, at the beginning of the night, he always is embarrassing me. I'm always embarrassed of him, and he brought in a plastic bag full of stuff from the drugstore for Dwayne Reed, a food, and I was like. You can't do that. We're at the Tony Awards. That's so embarrassing. And like four hours in, I was like, what do you got in that bag? <laughs> Give me some ding-dongs. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're giving a zag nut to Patti LuPone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about your role in Hamilton. Uh, how did you get the role of uh, King George in Hamilton? Oh, that's a, that's a crazy story because I actually was going to do another Broadway show called Nerds about Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. And we were three weeks into rehearsals. I was playing Bill Gates. It was like this over-the-top musical comedy. So much fun. And a producer walked in and said, everyone go home. An investor dropped out. We will not be opening on Broadway. It was like an episode of Smash. Yeah, it was like The Little Prince. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, it was exactly like that. But we were all grown up, and it meant we couldn't pay for our rent. Um, <laughs> and it was really, really sad. <laughs> How you gonna pay? Sorry, I, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, you said it. This yeah. is exactly, are we doing this exactly. right now? Yes, yes, yes we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> uh, so it was really sad, but our, our director, Casey Christian, who's an amazing uh, person, she said, let's all show up tomorrow, run through this show, and show what, the work to our friends and family, what we've done. So we went into a rehearsal room and ran through the show for each other. I was living in Los Angeles, went, flew back to my husband, and I said, all right, you know, like, I'm done with Broadway. I can't believe that happened. It was so depressing. And I got a call from my agent the next day, and she said, would you go back to Broadway? And I said, absolutely not. I'm so upset. <laughs> she said, well, what if it's for the king in Hamilton? I said, I'm at LAX. I'm on the red eye right now. <laughs> and she said, do you want to talk to your husband first? I said, I'll text him when I get there. <laughs> oh, that's... Well, you, were, you, you were already familiar and a fan of the oh, show. I saw it. Uh, I saw it at the uh, at the public as well because I went to college with Leslie Odom Jr. and I was like got on the wait list to get into a performance of wow. it. So I knew I saw Brian Darcy James, who is nominated every year just for being great, <laughs> and 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 I was like, oh, one day I want to play that role. One day. Mm -hmm. And what happened was is that Jonathan Groff, who it was only like seven months into the run, they hadn't even been nominated for an award at that point. He got uh, Mindhunter on Netflix. So it was like this crazy, this huge thing with David Fincher. So he left the show like four months early. So the day that he put in his notice was the day that my Broadway show collapsed. Wow. And the casting director for my show happens to be the casting director for Hamilton. And uh. she was in that room and she saw me perform as Bill Gates. And after the show, she said, well, Rory was pretty funny and I know he's free. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And also so. Bill Gates, King George. I, I mean, mean, yeah, so yeah. that's how I got that part. That and is it incredible. Was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. The, the role of King George is a relatively small role compared to the compared to the, the whole show. But it's it has about a huge... 15 minutes, I yeah. think. That's, yeah, so yeah. What, what do you, yeah. how do you spend the rest of the time during that, the shows? The, that's my number one question. How do you spend your time? So I mostly just think, like, what am I going to tell people I did today? <laughs> and, like, I, was, I can't tell them I was playing Candy Crush for three hours. Oh, yeah, you can. So what should I say? Yeah. <laughs> so I would, like, I would tweet a lot, like, backstage. I would t- tweet at Christella. So I, like, I would, would you really? I, I don't know if you know this. I would tweet, like, about Golden Girls with you. I remember, yes. like, specifically when Golden Girls came on Hulu, yes. I was like, you love Golden Girls. I love Golden Girls. Let's Rory, talk Golden Girls. And then they d- shut down my Twitter account, and now I need to follow you again. I don't oh, follow. They, sh- they shut we'll me down. We'll yes, make that happen. Yes, we, we, we enjoyed Hamilton and Golden and Girls Golden chat. Girls. Oh, yes. And by the way, Jamie Denbo was my first improv teacher at UCB. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so Guys, many the world. I feel, like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like there's a deranged person with like a bulletin board like drawing a string <laughs> yeah. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except it's true. And Anthony Rapp, I'm your mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. That would be, wow. Anthony's nodding. You know, I was also in Six Degrees of Separation. Oh, so my God. All very what is going yeah. on? And, and, and when Christella was a guest on this show, episode four, we did Golden Girls as her topic. Yes, so, And yes, uh, I believe did. you were our first perfect See. score, so she definitely See. knows her Golden Girls. Uh, all right, Rory, this Love is a lot it. of fun talking with you, but let's get to the reason that we brought you here as far as our game is concerned. You heard the question that we asked Jessica. We wanted to know who were the three actors who had taken on the role of King George on Broadway who had been nominated for Tony Awards for other roles. Christella, what was the first answer that Jessica gave? Andrew Reynolds. And Rory? That is correct. That is correct. Andrew Reynolds. <laughs> uh, you also said he was nominated for Book of Mormon, which is correct. He also was nominated for the recent production of Falsettos. Oh. <laughs> you guys, I like winning, but I also like learning. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's really, the, that should be our tagline. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So one point there for Jessica. Christella, what was the second answer that Jessica gave? Uh, our guest, Rory O'Malley. <laughs> and Rory O'Malley? That's right. That is right. <laughs> Rory, of course, was indeed nominated for Book of Mormon. That is a one point there for Jessica. And finally, what was the third answer that Jessica gave? Brian Darcy James. And uh, Rory? That is correct. That is also correct. (laughs) Yes. A clean sweep of the cluster fact for Jessica. In addition to being nominated for being uh, Brian Darcy James, he was nominated actually for Sweet Smell of Success, Shrek the Musical, and Something Rotten. Uh, Also, if I'm not mistaken, he originated uh, one of the roles in Next to Normal. He did, did off-Broadway. was not on Broadway. Yeah, he originated uh, the role of Dan, I believe. Yes, he did? Yes. And he was unbelievable every day. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything that uh, either Anthony or Jessica would like to say or ask of Rory? I would have been able to get the clean sweep myself if I got the chance to steal. I just want to say that. (laughs) Okay. But there are no, uh, since you like rules, you know that there are no steals on the cluster. I side. understand. Yes, okay. No, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying. Hi, Ro- Rory, how are Hi, you? I'm good. I know, it's so good to it's see so you. It's so cute, Jean Jackets. Jean Jackets. <laughs> We're wearing Jean Jackets. I was Can't like, ask for better than that. Half a point. Yeah, at least. Rory, Sir. if people want to find you or your work, where can they go? Uh, you can go to um, my uh, mom. She will tell you everything <laughs> you know. Or you can follow me. And on Twitter, at Rory O'Malley, or at, on Instagram, at Mr. Rory O'Malley. I'm a lot more formal on, on Well, Instagram. it was wonderful to have you, and thank you so much for coming. Mr. Rory O'Malley. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let's get a score recap at the end of that round, Costella. At the end of the round, we have Jessica McKenna with six points and Anthony Rapp with one and a half points with a round of questions for Anthony coming up. That's right. We're going to talk with Anthony about a topic he knows about. Plus, later, Jessica and Anthony will go head-to-head -head in our Fast Facts round to find a winner on Go Fact Yourself. Well, Alexis, we got big news. Uh-oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, coming at you hot. Three years after. <laughs> three right, season three one. Technically right. almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Smash yes. It podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. <laughs> and then in season two, we come at you with new, hot co-hosts named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> I also am. Uh, field troops. Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get into Can I Pet Your Dog. Now's the time. Get in here. Every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Jessica McKenna with six points and Anthony Rapp with one and a half points. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Christella. Anthony Rapp, of your many interests, you told us you know a lot about the Coen Brothers movies, the Chicago Cubs from the early 2000s to the present, and the Mass Effect video games. Let's find out a little bit more about each of those. First, you said you know a lot about the Coen Brothers movies. I really, my, my, my uh, area of knowledge is really the early half or two-thirds of their, of mm -hmm. their oeuvre. Okay. Uh, Blood Simple was one of the, f like, I saw that at a time when, when movies were really starting to blow my mind. I'd watched movies since I was a little kid, but Blood Simple, like, the, their films and Scorsese films and Coppola films were the, were the ones that started to make me realize that film was art. All right, great. Uh, you also said you know a lot about the Chicago Cubs from the early 2000s to the present. Yes, I mean, I know a lot about their whole history, but that was time where I was like, I should narrow it down, so... Yeah. And yeah. uh, how did you get to be a Cubs fan, and what do you like about it? Well, I was born them? on the north side of Chicago. My dad was a Cubs fan, so I you know, inherited it. I would watch games when I came home from school. But I really started really paying attention in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I could. Living in New York mm. was when the internet w allowed you to be, you'd pay more attention. So Great. And uh, how was the 2016 season for that you? That was unbelievable. I got to sing the national anthem at Wrigley Field that year, too. Whoa. So, so. And did they let you stay for the game, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and, gotta go. And Joe Madden, the manager, who I was, I was already a fan of his when he was managing the, the Rays. Like, mm -hmm. I just think he was an amazing person. He, like, this doesn't usually happen. I've sung the National Anthem at other parks and, you know, sing and then go sit down. He came up to me, like, they're all standing out there, you know, with their hats on their thing. He came up to me, extended his hand, shook my hand, and talked to me for, like, a, a full minute, minute and a half. Oh, that's really that kind really of him. Cool. That's yeah, really great. Really nice. uh, all right, and then also you said you know a lot about the Mass Effect video game. Yeah, and it's, I should have spent especially two and three. I do know things about the first one, but two and three are the ones that I know the now, most. Now, for about. those people who have never heard of it until maybe you emailed me, uh, what are the <laughs> Mass Effect video games? They're an incredible RPG that's sort of like, it's, it's funny that I'm doing Star Trek Discovery because I think they were so deeply inspired by Star Trek in, in many ways. Because mm. um, it's about like this imagined universe where there's these different species and cultures that come together and that have to fight these threats and all that kind of stuff. But it's really like character based. It's like incredible storytelling mm -hmm. in the video game form. Oh, very, very nice. Yeah. All right. So to summarize, you told us you know a lot about the Coen Brothers movies, the Chicago Cubs from the early 2000s to the present, and the Mass Effect video games. Today we're going to quiz you about the Coen Brothers movies. Okay, okay, all right, okay. All right. Uh, have, okay. You, have you seen them all? I've not seen them all. Not no. seen them all. Okay, yeah, still yeah. a few to go. Uh, There's the a couple that I was like, I, if, if, the, if I heard they weren't that great, it, it would make me sad to see them. So oh, okay. I resisted. You, you go in with great hope when you see yeah, the Coen yeah, Brothers movie. Yeah. Uh, what's the last one that you've seen? 
Uh, I have st I have not seen Buster Scruggs. Um, in terms of timeline, I'm, I'm which Coen Brothers movie have you seen most recently? Uh, I watched Fargo again recently. Oh, okay, I hadn't good. seen it for years, and yeah. I wanted to see it again. It's still yeah. pretty great, right? It's, it's still pretty great. It's totally awesome. holds up. Uh, have you ever had a chance to audition for the Coen Brothers? No, I have not. No. Well, no. I know they're listening right now. Sure. <laughs> it could hey, happen. Joel, a lot of Ethan. things could happen. Joel, <laughs> Ethan. Yeah. What's up? The, the, this is the audition you would yeah. like to give them. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, okay. I, see, I see that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see that. I didn't know they had an accent. Sure. <laughs> hey. hey. All right, well, just ahead, we're going to enlist the help of a bona fide expert in this topic to test your mastery with an expert-level question. But before that, we're going to give you a chance to show off. Here are your five trivia questions about the topic, each worth one point. If you want it, you're allowed a total of two hands for any of these five questions. Jessica, do listen closely, because if Anthony gets any of them wrong, you can steal. Jessica, by the way, how much do you know about the Coen Brothers movies? Not much, but I will say this is the topic that I know the most of, okay. of his three. <laughs> so You're welcome. I've yeah. seen some Coen Brothers yeah. movies. Had you heard of the Mass Effect video games? Nope. Had you heard of the Chicago Cubs? Yes. Okay, well, there you go. All right, question number one, Anthony. I have a feeling oh, you're going to get this. They're known as the Cohen brothers, but what are their first names? Joel and Ethan. Christella? Correct. That is correct. You said it in your little act out there. Starting strong. Yeah, starting strong. Uh, fun fact, Joel is three years older than Ethan. Mm. Uh, question number two. There are so many great lines from the Cohen brothers movies, but this one about balloons is the favorite of your host, Jay Keith. Listen closely. Balloons. Hey, these blow up into funny shakes at all? Well, no, unless round is funny. What movie is that line from? I'm going to say, Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Christella. Incorrect. No, I'm terribly sorry. Yeah. Jessica with a chance to steal. Um, friggin' uh, Hudsucker Proxy? Is it from friggin' Hudsucker Proxy, Costella? <laughs> friggin' no. No, no yeah. I'm terribly I know what it is sorry. now. It's Raising Arizona. It is from Raising Arizona, yes. Sorry, you didn't get that one. Let's see if you can bounce back with number three. Speaking of which, in the Hudsucker Proxy, a drawing of a circle is used to represent a toy, you know, for kids. Then it's used to represent another toy, you know, for kids. What are these two real-life toys? Oh my goodness. Uh, I want to say a hula hoop is one of them, and then uh, la 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 frisbee. Uh, so I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna go out on a limb and, and ask for one of the hints just to be like certain. Okay, how about that first hint, Christella? Both toys were originally trademarked and made by Whammo. Yeah, I'm gonna say a frisbee and a hula hoop. Christella? Correct. That is correct. Very good. Good use of the hint. Nice one. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, man. Question number four. <laughs> The Coen brothers like to work with a lot of the same actors, but with seven films and counting, who has probably been in the most? Uh, it's not Frances McDormand, believe it or not. I don't think it's going to be her. Um, you do have a hint be, available if you'd yeah, like to use that second hint. Be, it could be George Clooney. Mm. Yeah, hint. All right, how about that second hint, Christella? Steve Buscemi and John Goodman have each been in six of their films, but she has been in seven. Oh, shocking. Gender reveal. <laughs> could it be Frances? <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to count. Blood Simple was Francis. Raising Arizona is Francis. Um, Barton Fink, she's in that, if I remember correctly. Miller's Crossing. But I don't know how many more she did after that. She might, because she, she did a lot of like little cameos. Fargo. Mm. Uh, all right, I'm going to say Francis McDormand. Christella? Correct. That is correct. <laughs> oh, I was so seducing. ready for that steal. Yeah. <laughs> I was I waiting for you to talk yourself out of it, I and I was going to be like, oh, the moment it's you Francis. said it wasn't her. Oh, oh we all got so. <laughs> I underestimated. Yeah. I had to think through the, yeah. the cameos, the smaller yeah. things. You yes. You did, you did uh, it. She's fun. married to him. She, yeah. yeah, well, that is well, my Joel. fun fact. McDormand is married to Joel Cohen, and yeah. they met while filming their debut, Blood Simple. Yeah. Here's my fun fact. Yeah. When she won a Tony, she wore a jean jacket. <laughs> the connections, man. All They're the connections. everywhere. Look for them, and you'll find them. <laughs> 
You're doing quite well in this round, Anthony. She's so badass. She's so badass. Right? She's great. I don't have any more hints, though. I, no more I hints available, and this is the most difficult, allegedly, of the five questions. Okay. Let's right. see how you do with it. Okay. Question number five. Most of the Coen Brothers movies have been edited by the Coen Brothers, but credited to a pseudonym. Who is their fictional editor? Roderick James. Christella? Correct. That is correct. <laughs> oh, Anthony, leaning back with some swagger. Yeah. You have to narrate the lean back. That was, yeah, yeah. that was pretty impressive. Uh, fun fact, the fictional Roderick James has been nominated for two Academy Awards. Yes. And I guess they would have accepted it? Like, I don't know. It would have been fun to see what would have happened. Has that happened before? Yeah. Were there aliens? So, hey, all get... you imaginary editors out there, keep dreaming. It would happen for you. Like... I would love it if like, the presenter had to be like, Roderick couldn't be here tonight. We accept the award in his <laughs> 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 All right, Anthony, you did quite well in that round, but now here is your expert level question that requires multiple answers. It is time for your cluster fact. We'll be bringing on an expert to assess your response. The correct answer is worth up to three points. Anthony, some people have pointed out that the Coen brothers lack diversity in their casting. That may be true, but we can point to two movies in which they cast Korean Americans in mm -hmm. memorable roles. Yes. One in 1996 and one in 2013. Yes. For up to three points, name these two movies and one of the actors, or the two actors and one of the movies. I can name certainly Fargo is one okay. of the movies for sure. Um, Was there a Korean American actor in that that you could name? Oh, his name. I don't know his name. Okay. I don't know his name. Perhaps another movie from uh, 2013. Uh, would it, 2013? I'm trying to think what year that would, it, is that. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to say Being Lewin Davis. Would All be right, the film. and then uh, one of the actors. <sighs> uh, I, it's not Michael Lee. I don't think that's the name, but I, that's, I'm just going to say. You say Michael Lee. But All right, it's not the Christella name. is taking note of those answers. We have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Christella, who do we have tonight? Here with us tonight is an actor who has appeared in many TV shows and movies, including memorable roles in two movies directed by the Coen Brothers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Stephen Park. Stephen Park. Oh, see, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. Hello, Stephen Park. Uh, I just want to clear up some uh, confusion because uh, at the time I did Fargo, I went by Steve Park. Okay. And now yeah. I go by Stephen Park professionally, yeah. but that screws a lot of people up. I understand. Up, so I see. Yeah. But, but not, some, not Michael Lee. Not Michael no, Lee. No, no. I'm, ter <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. It's so wonderful to have you here. Oh, you thank have, you. You've thank worked you. with some uh, wonderful uh, directors. We're going to talk about the, your experience with the Coen Brothers in a second. But uh, you worked with Spike Lee and Do the Right Thing. Yeah, yes, you I did. You played the, uh, the shop owner. That was owner. My, first, my first movie. That was your first oh, wow. role. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, you've worked with the Coen Brothers twice, and uh, now you've recently worked with uh, Wes Anderson. I did. I Tell just, us about the uh, Wes Anderson oh, movie. That's fantastic. not out fantastic. I uh, was uh, in Angoulême, France, and uh, he's shooting a movie. Well, they, they, they finished uh, shooting, but it's called The French Dispatch. And it's kind of, a, they're calling it like a love letter to journalists. So it's an outpost of American expatriates living in France, mm -hmm. writing for an American newspaper. So it's like French life. And uh, it was an amazing, amazing experience. That's terrific. Now, of course, yeah. uh, people in our audience are already recognizing you from the, the wonderful turn that you did in Fargo, the Coen Brothers movie. Thank you. Uh, for the, for the, please, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Uh, now, there are scholars who argue about that scene where, where, where you yeah, play someone that uh, Marge went to high school with, and there's some that say that's the soul of the movie, and there's others who say, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> I was scared they were going to cut it out oh, when they did it, but yeah. I learned a little bit when, because they were talking about it was uh, uh, Roger Ebert and Martin Scorsese were actually talking about it on, on uh, his show, and I didn't realize it at the time, but... Uh, Marge Gunderson, after she uh, meets with me and then gets the phone call and realizes that I w my character was lying, 
the whole time. That's what propels her to go uh, see uh, Bill Macy's character mm. again in order to interrogate him again. So it did kind of very subtly push the plot forward, but it was very hidden. Yeah, yeah. but it was, it was an incredible performance. Um, Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second, but I wanted to also ask you, uh, I remember you from being in the cast of In Living Color. Yes. Which is a, it's a wonderful experience. Which is where I met my wife, which Kelly Which is where you Coalfield. met your wife, Kelly, yes. who's here oh, tonight cool. as well. Yes. That's cool. Uh, uh, what, what is the seduction process like on a sketch comedy <laughs> show? Well, you know, the, I, I, didn't, I was there for one season, and I was there like in the third season, and, the, and then I was gone. And I didn't even really get to know Kelly at the time. And then maybe about almost seven years later, we were cast in a play together at East West Players, which mm -hmm. is very close by, called Big Hunk of Burnin' Love, playing a married couple getting a divorce. So we always like to say we got the divorce over with. And, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's terrific. Uh, and Steve, I understand that you actually brought a uh, special guest with yes, you tonight as yes, well. Yes, because I wanted to add a little more color to the stage. I would yeah. like to introduce Helen Hong. Helen Hong, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Yay. I just realized something. It's too late, but I, 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 in my nervousness, I misstated the title. Yeah. I know the title we'll is misstated. We'll get to that, but, but I have to address. I, I have to address the elephant or Helen Fint in the room. Hi, Helen Mr. Hong has entered, and and Helen, uh, last time I saw you when you were uh, hosting the show here with me, uh, you had hair. I had hair. And right now you seem to be bald. Correct. Yes. What is happening? Uh, I. The, so the reason why I'm not hosting the show today. By the way, Christella is doing such an amazing yeah. job. <laughs> Yes. Uh, playing the role of Helen today as the host, yes. I'm starting to feel a little paranoid <laughs> that the podcast is going to replace me with Christella <laughs> on a regular basis because I was laughing my ass off. I was like, she's good. <laughs> she's very good. Um, but I got, I got booked, uh, I got cast in a um, <laughs> college humor show where they're parodying Chef's Table. And I don't know if you guys have seen the Chef's Table episode um, where they go to a, a, a Buddhist monastery in South Korea. Season three, episode one. Season three, episode one. And the, sh and the chef, in quotes, uh, is actually like a Buddhist monk who's not a chef at all. She just cooks food for the Buddhist monastery, and her name is Chung Kwang, and it's an amazing episode. And so they're doing a whole parody series about Chef's Table, and so I w I've been the Chung Kwang character for two days. Um, and she's bald, and I'm not. So, so you I, shaved your head for the role? I shaved my head for the role. I shaved my head for the role. <laughs> Helen, no, no she did not shave her head for the role. It's college humor. I'm getting paid $25. <laughs> I was not going to shave my head. Yeah. No, I spent like two hours the last two days in, in, hair, in hair, and, hair and makeup, in quotes, to get this bald cap on. And it and looks pretty good from the front. But if you look at the back, you can see like where my hair is. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> underneath, like shoved yeah. underneath. Like well, I have you, a weird... Yeah. Well, you came right from the set to be with us tonight, I did. So I really appreciate I that very much. And, and there's an important reason, not just because you're Helen Hong and we love you on the show, but you also have worked with the Cone Brothers I've and you're also a Korean American. I'm the other Korean American. <laughs> I was in a way, way, way less memorable scene than Stephen Park was. Because Stephen Park is like, that scene in Fargo is like, nobody forgets that so scene. So Roger Ebert and Martin Scorsese weren't discussing your role? Never. In, uh... in fact, I tell people that I've been in a Coen Brothers movie and they're like, what? <laughs> Which one? And I go, I was in Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah, and they go, wrong. where? 
Like they don't even remember the scene. <sighs> what was the scene for those who don't remember? So there's a so there's a, a dinner party scene where the Oscar Isaac character is invited to the dinner party, and he's sitting with like a bunch of you know his like sort of educated friends, um, and I play uh, one half of a married couple. Um, my name is Janet. Uh, Fung and my husband's last name is Green, so we've named our baby Howard Green Fung. <laughs> Howard Green Fung, not hyphenated, just Green Fung. And Oscar Isaac's character is dumbfounded by that and thinks it's really stupid. That's great. And uh, Stephen, you actually been in two Coen Brothers movies, as we mentioned. So it was Fargo, and what was the yes, other one? Yes. By the way, in Fargo, I was playing a Japanese American, Mike Yanagida. Oh. oh, okay. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Uh, Serious Man, I was playing a Korean American character, and there is another Korean actor who was in. Uh, a serious um, man um, with you. Played your son, right? Yeah, he, him. But yeah. also, I'm thinking of... Um, oh, oh, there's the one dude, of the Big the Lebowski. Dude, yeah, the Big the Lebowski, Lebowski, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I wanted to be clear in the question. We, we, we weren't saying that you... We weren't trying to apply we were the only Korean-Americans, just the ones that we knew who would show yeah. up tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we were pinning it to specific years. Uh, By the I, way, can I just interject and say that I'm really proud to be wearing a jean jacket tonight? Yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't even notice. I have to say, in all seriousness, I was choosing between this. I'm wearing sort of a velour jacket, track jacket, and the jean jacket. The jean jacket's in the car. I kind of want to go get it. <laughs> can I, no, can I just also say something yeah. about this kind of, uh, like, I think it's like two degrees of separation yeah. now. It's yeah. like, so, but I just did a pilot with Helen. Uh, <laughs> she's playing my, my younger sister. We were talking about this podcast. Yeah. And we were talking about working with the Coen brothers. As, as we're on set talking, talking about, about this. Do, I was like, oh my God, I have to have you on my podcast. And also, like, we've both been in Coen brothers. Yeah. And I was like, I think we're like one of the only few, you know, like non white actors that have been. And then, literally, as we're talking, he gets an get email, email from you. Jay Keith being like, hey, we need um, an expert on the Cohen brothers, not knowing that I was standing I in front you, of Stephen. And right? you were in Hamilton. That's what <laughs> you're going to tell me next. Exactly. It all comes together. <laughs> I forgot my, this was going to be a jean jacket. I just, yeah, didn't, uh, yeah. I forgot. Uh, if I can, if I can uh, talk on a, on a more serious note just for, for a moment. Uh, one of the things that you're very noted for, Stephen, is that back in 1997, you sounded the call about how Asian American actors were being treated in Hollywood. You wrote this, this manifesto that, wow. uh, I guess, before the term viral yeah. went viral. It really, uh, it really woke people up about uh, how Asian Americans were getting cast and how they're being treated on set. Yeah. Uh, ha- has thing- have things gotten My better God, since? I think we're in the midst of it right now. The, the change is, ha- we're in the midst of this huge change. The pilot we just did mm-hmm. uh, was uh, created by a Chinese American woman and directed by a Chinese American woman. The first time an Asian American woman directed a network half hour comedy pilot. Mm. So it's the first. That's terrific. Yeah. None of us have accents, y'all. Yeah. So so we have to know your background by what? Your stories? (laughs) Wait a minute. Do you guys have personalities? Yeah. Characters? Individual. <laughs> that's really, that's really it, great it to hear. It wasn't that yeah. long ago, really, that Mickey Rooney played a Chinese guy. Oh, God, guy. I know. Do you remember that? Isn't that oh, of course. But, you know, yeah. we, we, we grew up when, whenever we, I saw an Asian person as an extra, I'd be like, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, it was like a big deal. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wanted to ask you, just uh, again, going back to the Coen brothers, uh, when they, uh, you were hired again for A Serious Man, what was the difference, uh, if any, in working with them back in 96 and then uh, well, later Well, it's on? crazy because Fargo has, you know, it, it had such an impact on my career but it was like one day of my life mm. and serious man too it was like flew in did my scene boom I'm gone you know Fargo was like a full day yeah um, 
and I did hang out with him a little bit. We all like kind of, uh, and I remember asking Joel, I was like, what do you think? Do you think this movie's gonna do well? He's like, probably not. <laughs> like, didn't really have faith that it was gonna do well. Because it was weird, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, this is too weird, it's not gonna. Yeah. We were given tapes to audition, like we, of people from Fargo or people from that area mm. talking. So I had a, like a slight dialect uh, for the audition, but then once I got the job, uh, Liz Himmelstein was a dialect coach, and she was like, no, it's got to be more, like, oh, yeah. And it sounded so phony. It sounded really, like, fake. Yeah. But she was like, no, that's, no, that's it. And now everyone does that accent yeah. because, of Fargo, yeah. because of Fargo. Yeah, but it was, really, it was really weird learning the dialect because it didn't sound real. Um, we could talk to you all day about your career and about work, uh, all the work that you've done, but let's get to the reason that we brought you here as far as our game is concerned. You heard the question that we asked of Anthony. We wanted to know who were the Korean-Americans and what movies in 1996 and in 2013 that the Coen brothers did. Uh, what was the first answer that Anthony gave us, Christella? Fargo. And uh, Stephen Park, is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. That is a point for Anthony. What was the second answer that Anthony gave us, Christella? Being Lewin Davis. And uh, Helen and Stephen? It's inside Lewin Davis, but I'll give it to you. Oh, she's going to give him a point. Thank you. I'll give it to you. I realized my mistake really quickly, teacher. Thank you. Uh, And finally, we wanted to know uh, one of the two actors. uh, What did Anthony say, Christella? Michael Leeds. And uh, Stephen? Was that correct? No, that is not correct. No, I'm sorry, no point there. Who were the people who were in those movies? Stephen Park. And? Helen Helen Hall. And we're certainly happy to have both of them. (laughs) Helen, we know where people can find you. Stephen, if people want to find out more about you and your work, where can they go? Uh, They can go to YouTube and Google up uh, the scene from Fargo, if they want to look at that. Uh, and the Wes Anderson movie that's coming out, when is that and what is it called? <laughs> the French Dispatch. It's, uh, I think it will be released sometime at the end of this year or maybe early next year. Excellent. It was wonderful to host you and uh, very strange to host you, <laughs> Stephen Park and Helen Hong, ladies and gentlemen. Let's Thank give them a nice you. hand. Thank you. Thank you. Great to meet you. Christella, let's get a score recap as we go into the final round. At the end of the round, we have Jessica McKenna with six points and Anthony Rapp with seven and a half points. Oh, very close game. <laughs> All right, it is now time for our final round we call Fast Facts. I'll read 10 statements and each contestant will answer with true or false. I'll start with Jessica and alternate between each guest. Each correct answer is worth one point. This will determine the winner. Oh. Is it timed? Like, is it fast? Like, we have to be fast? Is that? I mean, we, got a, we, got a, we have a hard out in 13 minutes and I'd like I'm to just... get some photos. So, uh, yeah, we'll do it we'll quick. I'm just, I need to know. All right, the answer to each statement. Yeah, you do love rules. The answer to each statement is true or false. Here we begin. Jessica, Samsung makes cell phones. True, correct. Anthony, Samsung makes a cell phone called the Samsung iPhone. False. Correct. Jessica, Samsung makes more cell phones than Apple. True, correct. That's right, in 2018, Samsung shipped almost twice as many as Apple. Anthony, Samsung is based in Korea. True. Correct. Jessica, Samsung was named after a Korean guy named Samsung. True. Incorrect. Anthony, in Korean, Samsung means four stars. Uh, uh, True. Incorrect. Jessica, in Korean, Samsung means three stars. True. Correct. Anthony, Samsung phones don't have Bluetooth technology. False. Correct. Jessica, Bluetooth technology is named after a medieval Scandinavian king. True. Correct. Why did you know that? Uh, Hedy Lamar kind of like invented it, and uh, I and I like was reading about her, and they're like, and then it was like a side fact of like Bluetooth is named for like a Norse god or a king, yeah, king blue, yeah. I don't know. I just remembered that. <laughs> Anthony, that king was named Harald Bluetooth. False. 
Incorrect. No, it really was. And finally, Jessica, he it got that. It have been a nickname. Come on. Well, Jessica, finally, he got that name because he ate so many Smurfs. False. Yeah, that's, we're not counting that one. That's <laughs> fake. Let's give a nice hand to both of our guests, Anthony Rapp and Jessica McKenna. Thank you. As Christella tabulates the final score. Yeah. Priscilla, are you ready to announce the final score of today's episode? Yes, I'm very nervous and I know the score. So, Jessica McKenna comes in with 10 points. Anthony Rapp comes in with 10 and a half points. Oh! Congratulations, Anthony Rapp! Oh! The winner by the closest of margins. You are the fucking champion. <laughs> Anthony is beaming and now collapsing under the table. Anthony, what will you do with your facting championship? I'm going to uh, cheer myself as I go home. What? <laughs> I'm just happy to. Do we sure play? You want him on your I'm improv happy show? that it was uh, fair. No. I'm happy that it was fair and true. It was fair yes. and true. Yeah. Congratulations and a very well played game. By but Jessica it was certainly well. th thrilling. 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 That initial half point. Can you believe it? For interest. For saying the word interest. <laughs> But you know what? Yeah. It's the sum of all the parts. So it I, is, it I, is. I, my hat's off I, to you. I'm not one wearing is, this one. This one's but... for the scholars. Yeah. yeah they're yes. just. <laughs> uh, all right. We want to give everyone on the uh, table a chance to promote any upcoming products, appearances, or services. Jessica McKenna, where can people find you? What are you going on? You know, just listen to Off Book, the Improvised Musical Podcast, the name that says it all. And you can also listen to the calendar album by the Zach and the Jess. Um, and that's it. Can Thanks. People, wait, any social media you want to promote? Yeah, you can find me at, they're not the same and it really bugs me, but you know, <laughs> here's where we are at. Um, I'm at Jess R. McKenna on Twitter, but get ready for it just to be about podcasts. And then on Instagram, I'm Jess, Jess McKenna, and that's more fun. As are you, Jessica Thank McKenna, you. more fun. <laughs> Anthony Rapp, it has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to meet and uh, spend time and play with you. Where can people find you and your, your work? Uh, Star Trek Discovery streams on CBS All Access in the United States. It's on Space Channel in Canada. Do you have international listeners? Do you yeah. know? I internationally, think from Australia here today. Yeah, internationally, it's on uh, <laughs> Netflix, um, but that's not in the United States. So. Okay. When this drops, we will be in the beginning of shooting season three. Oh, congratulations. And then uh, on, on Twitter, I'm at AlbinoKid, and on Instagram, it's at AlbinoKid1026, which is my birthday. Oh. Which is also Hillary Clinton's birthday. Yeah. The coincidences keep on happening, yeah. and we're happy about it because it brought us Mr. Anthony Rapp. Yes. Thanks so much for being here, sir. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, your special guest co-host has been Miss Christelle Alonzo. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Christella9. I have a book coming out October 8th that will be available in both English and Spanish. I'll be doing the audiobook for both languages. And I will be uh, doing a stand-up tour across the country. I think I'm hitting about 30 cities to promote the book, and I'll be doing a book signing after every uh, show, and that starts October 9th in New York City. So please, if you want more information, go check it out on my website, Christella Alonzo, or Twitter and Instagram at Christella9. Thank you again, Ms. Christelle Alonzo, jumping in like a pro. That just leaves me to thank Jessica McKenna, Anthony Rapp, Rory O'Malley, Stephen Park, Helen Hong, Christella Alonzo. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at GoFactorPod, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton. Good night. Good night. <laughs> 
Like what you hear? Come see us live. It's free. Go to GoFactorPod.com for our schedule and tickets. And give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts like JillB3441 did. He, she, or they said, so much fun. The hosts and the guests are always entertaining and informative. Definitely a favorite and must listen for me. Wow. Thanks, JillB3441. Christella? <laughs> Go Fact Yourself is a panel quiz program devised by Jim Newman and J. Keith Van Stratton and comes to you via transcription from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles. Questions on Go Fact Yourself were compiled by the Trivia Industrial Complex. It is produced in collaboration with Maximum Fun. Go Fact Yourself's theme song and incidental music were written and performed by Jonathan Green. Max Fun's senior producer is Laura Swisher. The show is edited by Julian Burrell. Dave McKeever is our live sound engineer. Special thanks to Dr. Daniel Howe, Jimmy Pardo, Scott Wasserman of the Song Salad Podcast, Bruce Smith, Nikki Kozell, Cody Lawrence, Clint Tauscher, Mike Avianos, Dave Bianchi, Eric Tran, and Christine Villada. I've been Christella Alonso. Let's go watch musicals! Connections! Hi, it's Jay Keith again. Just a reminder, we're coming to Chicago on August 9th and 10th, and we'd love to see you there at our live shows. You can go to GoFactorPod.com for tickets. And tune in to the next episode of Go Fact Yourself with guest Jamie Kennedy. I did another Amazon pilot, multi-million dollar projects, and uh, I've had more coordinating on this podcast. <laughs> Got a lot of calls. A lot of, we better learn some stuff today. And Melissa McQueen. You know, you, you wear a lot of uh, sparkly sequined outfits when you perform. Yeah. I really love the sequins. Um, is that your brand? It kind of is. But it's, it's, and has anyone told you like, oh, it's too much? Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> That's why I keep doing it. That's why I keep doing it. That drops on August 2nd right here at Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.